0: Good evening and welcome back. We are here with week two of this series, which is all things new. Uh, I hope that everyone has had a decent new year. I realize that it's been difficult in some ways, but as Christians and just as we do our best to treat everyone as we would want to be treated, we have to rise above all of that and and do better. And that's part of what this series is about. Last week, I talked about uh, a fresh start. And I realized that a lot of people looked to 2021 as a fresh start from 2020, and we tend to do that, but as we've seen already, like that's not how life works. We have to actually do the work in order to, to move forward, in order to help each other, in order to lift each other up, in order to not fall down, in order to not give in to all the stuff around us. Uh, this week, I want to talk about someone who did that, because one of the things that we tend to do is we, we say, well, I will do this, but I'll wait. I will do this, but I'll wait. I'll do better, but then, or, or something like that, where, where it's like, you know, I, I'm really, I want to help those people. I, I want to make a difference. I, I want to be different, but I have to wait until this happens. I have to wait until that happens. I have to wait until uh, I'm better or whatever, things like that. And I want to talk about someone who uh, is a better example of that. And so I want to start with Joshua chapter 2, verses 1 through 16. Then Joshua secretly sent out two spies from the Israelite camp at Acacia Grove. He instructed them, scout out the land on the other side of the Jordan River, especially around Jericho. So the two men set out to come to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there that night. But someone told the king of Jericho, some Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent orders to Rahab, bring out the men who have come into into your house Uh, for they have come here to spy out the whole land. So basically, this is happening uh, not very long after Moses died, after he went on to heaven, and Joshua is now the leader of Israel. He is now the person in charge, uh, doing his best to follow God's will, doing his best to pick up where Moses left off, but more than that, uh, improving on what Moses had done, because we know Moses had, he he was a wonderful biblical hero who did so many good things, but he also messed up a few times along the way, which cost him and, and some of his... Uh, people of that generation, but Joshua is ready to do his best. And so they're at a period where they have a three-day wait, basically. And God has said, wait, just wait three days. And Joshua's like, okay, I'm going to send out two spies secretly. Uh, Secretly, you may be like, why is he doing it secretly? Because the last time they did it with everybody knowing, and they sent out 12, it didn't work out very well. Uh, It's likely, we don't know for sure, but it's likely that Caleb, one of those two spies, the other being Joshua back in the day, uh, was also one of the spies here. Uh, and it's interesting, as I, was, as I read commentaries, as we hear things, as you, you talk to people about different scriptures, the word prostitute and Rahab and all of that, it really stands out. Uh, now, I'll get to Rahab in a second because she's kind of the, the focal point, but there have been a lot of people throughout time, since this first became scripture, since this first became something that a lot of people could read, who are like, well, maybe she's not really a prostitute, maybe that's just what they called her, maybe maybe she's an innkeeper, maybe this, maybe that, because they don't like uh, folks are like, why would the Israelites go to that? And it, it makes them feel weird, but here's the deal. Think about this logically. Think about this from, from a spy standpoint. Uh, I know that several of you are actually international spies, and that's cool, good audience. But think about it for a second. If you are going to spy on a new place, and you don't want anybody to know, are you going to go to somewhere where it's not common for a lot of people to go? Or to Rahab's house, which for two men to walk in and and... and be there all night. That's nothing odd, you know. It's nothing that the people around the town haven't seen. So they're just doing what they could to to be secret, to be hidden. Nothing untoward happened. Nothing immoral happened. But they still were led there. And we're going to get to that in just a second. But now Rahab uh, didn't ask for any of this. Uh, we have no idea what in her life led her to this point we have no idea how long she had been a prostitute we had no idea how she was viewed around the town although we could guess because at this period in time women were not looked at uh very well much less those who, who were doing this for work and, and so the king for him to send men to her he had to expect well, you know she just she'll do whatever i say uh you know, he put himself above her. He, he didn't really care about anything else. He's like, go find this out. We have no idea how they got word. We have no idea any of this. What we know is that she now has a choice to make. Now, there are a lot of things, and as I said at the beginning, a lot of things that are probably going through her mind as they're coming to, to the house to, to ask her questions, coming to question her, uh, coming to ask for the spies, and she knows they're there. It's not like they're hiding in, in behind a clock or something. It, it's, she knows they're there. And so she has these choices. She could be like, you know what, I really want out of this life and, and, and I really want to do different, but I'm not there yet, so I need to just give in to the king. I need to, to protect myself. I need to save myself. I need to do what's right for me. I need to, to do what's right for the powers that be. I need to do what, what, you know, is self-sufficient for me right now. She could have said that. She could say, you know what, hey guys, uh, I'm I'm being asked questions, and, you know, they don't know for sure. They're not sending anybody in, and and I have you over a barrel here. So how about you give me a lot of money, and then, uh, you know, we'll talk about it. And later on, maybe you'll have to give me more money. She could have looked out again for her self-interest. In in our world today, we see this all of the time everywhere. Everyone who is listening, everyone who is speaking, which is me, spoiler alert, uh, has has at one point or another looked out for our self-interest over those of other people. Uh, it is a flaw of humanity. It's something that we do. Sometimes we have to. Sometimes we truly have to to find peace for ourselves. Sometimes we truly have to look out for our health, for something like that. But I'm talking in a selfish way. I'm talking sometimes we've been like, you know what? I really should treat that person better. I really should not post this. I really should uh, live in this way. I really should do this. But if I do, then... I might not get that promotion. If I do, I might not get a better grade. If I do, uh, they might not like me. My friends might not let me eat with them. My friends and I might not be my friends anymore. I may not get that car. Whatever. We've all had this mindset at one point or another. And so again, everyone who has ever read this scripture, I'm guessing, has looked at that word prostitute and said, well, I know what she does. Like, she's obviously going to, to sell them out, or she's obviously going to blackmail them. And again, this is how she was probably treated. And I'm not arguing anything else. I, I don't, again, I don't know her life. I know that she was doing something that wasn't right. But how she was treated, again, could have dictated how she treated everyone else. How she viewed the world could have come from exactly how people viewed her. But now we're going to the next part of the scripture. Rahab had hidden the two men, but she replied, Yes, the men were here earlier, but I didn't know where they they were from. They left the town at dusk as the gates were about to close. I don't know where they went. If you hurry, you can probably catch up with them. Actually, she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them beneath bundles of flax that she had laid out. So the king's men went looking for the spies along the road, leading to the shallow crossing of the Jordan River. And as soon as the king's men had left, the gate of Jericho was shut. Again, so often, so often, people, and I'm going to go straight to Christians, so often we only do things if people are watching, and by that I mean only do good things. Not all the time. I don't want to be that cynical, but so often we are very aware of who's watching. We're very aware of the public. We're very aware of the audience. We're very aware of our followers, of our friends, or whatever else, and so we will say or do things that maybe we don't really think or maybe that we don't really believe just to make a point or just to shoot someone else down or just to improve our own lot in life, like I said. Uh, One of the the instances that I brought up, and this goes with school, and it can also go with work and everything else, a lot of times we stand there while other people are being made fun of or somebody's telling a story that's racist or sexist or, or vulgar or whatever else. And we stand there and we don't laugh and we don't join in, but we're there. We don't stop it either. A lot of times we say somebody else will do this. Somebody else is better equipped. Someone else is better. I am not perfect yet. None of us are. I am not ready. I am not good enough. I need to practice. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I'm not saying that everybody should immediately go out and, and you know, start a nonprofit and start a charity and do everything else. What I'm saying is it's very easy to say, you know what? As soon as I am, have been a Christian this long, as soon as I know this much, as soon as I can do this, as soon as I have reached this point, then I'll help other people. Rahab, faced with this amaz- amaz- amazing woo, amazing immediate decision where she has to choose and she lives here regardless of how she's treated this is her home she lives there again we don't know her life but she lives there everybody knows who she is everybody knows what she does she has a house she has a family when she is asked by the king where are these two men she says they're gone now immediately you can be like well she lied yeah And we can get into two wrongs don't make a right, and I believe that. But what she was doing here was not saying, you know what, someone else will help them. Someone else will do what's right. Someone else will stand up. She said, regardless of where I end up, regardless of who I am, regardless of what I've been, I will stand up. She didn't say, you know what, one day I'm going to be the type of person who would stand up for these people. One day I'll be the type of person who, who would really show God to the world. She's like, you know what, I'm not perfect at all. But right now, regardless of all of that, I will stand up. I'm wearing a Titan shirt right now. And as you can tell, it matches very well or very poorly with the background, depending on how you look at things. Uh, We lost today to one of the teams that I dislike the most. And so, you know, it stunk and it was hard to watch. And uh, there were things that I would have done differently because obviously, you know, I should be a professional football coach, but it happens. Uh, I had to go through this decision. This is a minor decision that's not really related to, to rehab. I had to go through this minor decision. Should I change my shirt? Because people are going to see that, and everybody obviously is going to be like, well, hey, they lost. It's not a distraction, but it's like, ah, I'm still a Titans fan. I'm a Titans fan, whether they win or lose, and we lose sometimes. We, every single year at Super Bowl time, they show the one-yard short Super Bowl play, which is amazing to watch. That was sarcasm. Uh, but I'm still a Titans fan. IU lost a bowl game recently. Uh, again, hard to watch. I'm still an IU fan. Christians over the last year, not all of them, many of them, have treated other people horribly. Have stood against God in some ways. Not everybody, again. But they've, there have been times where the news has been filled with Christians not loving. Not helping, but judging and hating, hurting even. And we see that. I'm still a Christian. I am by no means perfect. By no means. Anybody who's watching this could start writing out things on how I'm not. Terry's already typing. But I'm still here. Everyone watching. or more grammatically correct. No one that's watching is perfect. And so you've screwed up. You're going to screw up. You're going to to mess up sometimes. It happens. And as I've said, and as I will always say, uh, some people look at that as, well, I'm going to mess up, so I might as well do whatever I want and then ask for forgiveness later. No, no, no. But you can look at it as like, you know what? I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect, but I can do my best. I can stand up. The title screen that that I made, it had one light shining with a bunch of lights off. There's a song, and it's a Christian song. I grew up with it being a Christian song, but I believe there's a secular version. It's uh, this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. I'm not going to sing it. Nothing can put out your light but you. Rahab was obviously not perfect. She was a sinner. And yet, when she was faced with this choice, do I stand up for God? A God that I don't even really know. A a place that I've only heard about. A people that I only hear about. Do I stand up? Or do I keep living as I want to live in order to uh, best accomplish things that will benefit myself? Which matters more? How I'm treated or how others are treated? Which matters more? What happens to me or what happens to others? And she stood there. She didn't know if she was going to be rewarded. She didn't ask first. She didn't know if she was going to be arrested. She didn't know. And yet she said, you know what? I don't know everything about this. And I may even not be doing this right. But I'm going to stand up for God here. And she did. Now, the most amazing thing to me is not the fact that she stood up without knowing all of this. It's not the fact that a prostitute is is one of the biblical heroes. It's that she is in the line of the ancestry of Christ. If you go to Matthew, you go to to where it lists all of the people in his background that led to him being the Messiah, that led to him being who he is. Rahab is listed. Now what that tells me is that she turned her life around and it began right here. What that tells me is her past did not matter because she stood up for what was right. This world sucks. And too often... We add to that. Too often we add to the hate, hate. Too often, instead of letting our light shine brighter, we look to diminish the lights of others. Too often we're so sure that we're right. And I'm not talking faith-wise, I'm talking politically or whatever else. Too often we're so sure that we're right that we vilify everyone else. The very interesting thing that I found as a pastor uh, is... When you are watching or speaking, either way, everyone can agree, even if you're guilty of something. I've been there. We've all been there. And so it's always interesting to me the the human ability to kind of pick and choose from, well, yeah, you know, he said this or they said that. So that clearly applies to those people over there. Now, this applies to all of us. It applies to myself. It applies to everyone watching. It applies to everyone not watching. It applies to everyone Who wants to be like Christ. Rahab, a prostitute, someone who was not cared for, someone who did wrong things. She stood up for God. What excuse do we have to say, you know what? Those people are being mistreated or those people, they're being hurt. Somebody else should do something. That person's being made fun of. Somebody else should stop it. What excuses do we have? We can make them. I've made them. But we look at this, regardless of what goes on around us, regardless of what the world looks like, regardless of what we want. We are called to be different. We are not called to be Republicans. We are not called to be Democrats. We are not called even to be Americans. We are called to stand up in our circumstances and be like Christ. And I'm not trashing any of those things that I said. But we serve him. We have to do better. That's what this series is about. We have to do better. Regardless of what other people say, regardless of what other people do, regardless of of who wins, who loses, who does what, we have to do better. And I'm going to say we have to be like Rahab, but only in the standing up. The standing up for God. Next verse. Before the spies went to sleep that night, Rahab went up the road to talk with them. I know the Lord has given you this land, she told them. we're all afraid uh, we are all afraid of you. everyone in the land is living in terror, for we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea. When you left Egypt and we know what you did to Sihon and Og, the two Ammonite kids east of the Jordan River, whose people were completely destroyed, no wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things, for the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and the earth below. The odds are she would never been ministered to. The odds are she would never been to a service. The odds are no one had ever come and and said, hey, you're worth it, listen. And yet she knew all of this, because we all know what is right. Intrinsically, we all know how to stand up. We all know God's there. And so she's talking to them, not to blackmail them, not to ask for a reward, But just to say, hey, you guys are going to win. I may not know a lot, but I know God is going to win. So so just watch out for me. And we're going to continue with that. But watch out for me. That is a far cry from asking first. It's a far cry from asking for things you don't deserve. But but saying, hey, help me. Because it's okay to ask for help because all of us need it. Next part. Now swear to me by the Lord that you will be kind to me and my family since I've helped you. Give me some guarantee that when Jericho is conquered, you will let me live along with my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all their family. We offer our own lives as a guarantee for your safety, the the men agreed. If you don't betray us, we will keep our promise and be kind to you when the Lord has given us the land. Then, since Rahab's house was built into the town wall, she let them down by a rope through the window. Escape to the hill country, she told them. Uh, hide there for three days from the men searching for you. Then, when they have returned, you can go on your way. So, as we see, it ends up with with her saying, basically, make sure me and my family are okay when you win. And they're like, hey, you don't betray us, we're good. And it's a nice little moment. A lot of people, in this world and in today's world, if they were in Rahab's position, would have played both sides. And this is what we see with political leaders, with people in the news, sometimes with ourselves, playing both sides. A lot of people in Rahab's position would have said, hey, I'm going to guard you right now and we're going to talk about a price. And then they would have been, hey, you know what? Help me out and uh, give me this money and, you know, we're good. And then as soon as they left, been like, hey, 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 king, I think they went that way and profited on both sides. That's what happens. And oftentimes we see that. And if it's somebody who we like or who we agree with most of the time, it's like, that's good. You know, that's how it's played. If somebody we don't like or somebody we disagree with, it's like, ah, man, they're awful. If it's us, justification. If it's somebody else, they should go away. So, what's the answer? What happened here? Rahab was a prostitute, a harlot, whatever you want to call her, whatever the Bible calls her, and yet God used her. Not once she was saved and once she was perfect, but he used her. Jesus died for our sins, not once we were saved and once we were perfect, but as sinners. We are never going to be perfect. We are never going to be everything that we want to be. But we are always going to keep trying. We are always going to do our best. And in that process, we have to help other people. And if you're like, man, you know, I'm a teen or I'm a parent or I'm a person watching. What can I do? Looking at the news, looking at the world, what can I do? Help the people next to you. You can stand up. You can shine your light to the people next to you. You can cut out the judgment and cut out the hate and just be there. I knew, going into this series, what my hope was for the series. Uh, I knew, actually, this time that January was five weeks, so I was able to plan that out. Uh, I I was led towards certain messages and certain scriptures, and so I kind of had a feel for each week. I had no idea what I was going to say this week. None. Because, obviously, as I'm preparing, something tragic happened this week. I would imagine that depending on who you are and depending on where you live, something tragic happens every week depending on how we look at things. And that's not to diminish the things that happen. It's not to diminish other things that happen. But it's to say what happens around us is never an excuse to hate. What happens around us is never an excuse to put out our light and to carry someone else's in a bad way. What happens around us is never an excuse To give up on other people. It's never an excuse to give up on doing better. It's never an excuse to just quit. Because there are always going to be awful things happening around us. And so we have to be that light. We have to be that glimpse of heaven. We have to be that example of Jesus that other people may only see in that one time that they see us. And I realize it can be a lot of pressure, but we also have to know that we're not perfect. And yet... God is and he can help us. Rahab was absolutely not perfect. If you look at Rahab and you look at Moses and then you look at David and then you look at Joshua. You're like, "Well, okay, so Moses, he did a lot of good things. He murdered someone." Oh man, David, he did a lot of good things. Oh, he he committed adultery and murdered someone. Rahab, oh man, she really stood up but she was a prostitute. Oh, Joshua, he actually did pretty good. It still wasn't perfect. But if you look, you can pick and choose and be like, well, this person's a hero and this person's not. No, no, no. Because God is always the hero. And he can work through anyone. He can work through all of us. He can help you. I am not saying that, that if you are struggling, if you are hurting, if you are, are just caught up in a life that you don't want, that you can then go and be an expert or a counselor or whatever else right away. Because we still need to grow. We still have to move. We still need to, to educate ourselves to to. Grow in Christ. All of that is true. But instead of saying, you know what? I'm going to help that person or people like them someday. Pray right then. Instead of saying, you know what? Someday I'm going to be different. I'm going to treat others different. I'm going to act different. Start now. Start now. And just make this year not about what happens around us, not about 2021, but about our journey. Journey. Wow, I don't know why I said it like that. About our journey to make all things new around us. Regardless of what happens, regardless of who other people are, we can stand up. We can treat others as we want to be treated. We can stand up. Even when we feel like sitting down. Rahab had so many choices. And after this, you know, she ended up okay, obviously, because she ended up in the line of Christ. And her life turned around, but she didn't know all of that was going to happen. We have no idea what tomorrow is going to bring, but we know that today. Today, we can stand up and we can shine our light and we can be better. That's what I want Myself. That's what I want everybody listening. That's what I want everybody who has never heard of me to do. Because there are always going to be reasons and excuses to push it off. To let someone else do something. To wait till tomorrow. But today. Today you might be the only example of Jesus that other people will ever see. And so think about that. You're not going to be perfect. Don't hold yourself to that standard, but do your best to be like him. Do your best to treat others like he would treat them. Do your best to speak about others as he would speak about them. Do your best to stand up as he stood up. That's all I got.